Hey girls, welcome to Girl Talk. I'm Heather and this is Created Woman's Podcast, where we are a community of women learning to dream, live life on purpose, and explore our faith. Every show, I get to chat with friends who will share their personal journey of discovering their purpose and running after their dreams one dream step at a time. Thanks for joining us. This is Girl Talk. Today's guest is a new friend of mine, and in just the one short hour I got to spend with her recording this show, she reminded me of something I sometimes forget. Marcy Elliott-Smith is with us today, continuing our series on Dreams Never Die, Part 3. Well, last month, Marcy was one of three panelists featured on our generational panel at Gather Her, and today we continue the conversation about how our dreams should be more about people and not projects. We'll get ready for some laughs with our guest today, Marcy Elliott-Smith on Girl Talk. Hi, Marcy. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you. I am too. I'm a little nervous. Don't be nervous. This is All of a sudden, I feel shy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be shy. No one's here but me and you. Yeah. Yeah. No one's listening. No one's listening Uh at all while we're recording this. This is our secret. Yes. (laughs) We'll just make it our secret. I'll ignore the red light. Yeah. (laughs) Is this your first podcast? In a long time, yes. Oh, yeah? Actually, my first time, it really wasn't a podcast. I was on a radio show. Oh. And um, my mentor, um, who's passed away now, she's quite older than I, um, her husband had a radio station. And I just t- returned from Africa on a missions trip, and he wanted to interview me and find out about the trip, even yeah. though his wife was with her with me. And so as soon as they put the microphone in front of me, I could say a word. I was just nodding and shaking my head, like a kid that gets on the phone and That's thinks so you can funny. hear. Yeah. And my friend kept poking me and saying, say something. I mean, the entire broadcast is so quiet. This guy asking questions and trying to get me. Yeah. But you're not that a shy was, person in person. I'm an introvert, but I'm not shy. That's kind of yeah. a paradox, but I charge, recharge alone, but I can... Mm-hmm. I can be with people and can be social. You know, that's what I found about myself, too. And I heard, and maybe you can, you know, say the same thing, that however you recharge is what you really are. Exactly. And I recharge alone, too. Mm-hmm. After a big event, I'm, oh, pretty, I'm down and out for a day or two. Yeah. Really mm-hmm. quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's extroversion backlashing that, that happens. And yeah. my husband is an extrovert. He charges with people. He gets yeah. wired up and could go somewhere again. And I'm... Yeah dragging behind yeah yeah but but you like to be around people I do I yeah. do too I do yeah I mean it would just be impossible to be an interior design and um love ministry and not enjoy people yeah I mean true. it would never make it so. well you kind of hit on a little bit it, a yep. bit of it but tell us so I don't even know who you are this is our <laughs> first time meeting we've known each other for 10 minutes right mm-hmm. so why don't you just tell everyone um a little bit about who you are okay um I'm 61 years old. I was born in Houston, so I'm a Texan, even though I've been out of the state a few times in life. Um, I'm in my second marriage. I was married the first time for 27 years to a lovely man, and um, and now I'm married to Dudley. We've been married for 14 years. He's also a lovely man, in case he hears this. (laughs) Um, I didn't have children, um, but I have two stepchildren, and I adore them. And you're two stepchildren with Dudley. Yes. 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 They're they're adorable. They both live in Austin, and so yeah, they're a joy. And so you mentioned you do ministry. Mm-hmm. 
I mentioned my mentor earlier, and she trained me on how to, just by being with her all the time while she ministered, she trained me how to minister to people who are hurt and broken and, you know, bring people into repair and redemption and restoration. And um, it was just a beautiful, so it was a gift to have her. So talk a little bit about that, how... Yeah, I know you can't give us a training. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, probably can. Yeah, because every person's different. Yeah, so just, you know, talk a little bit about that, what that okay. might entail. Well, it started with her ministering to me. Mm-hmm. I was at a Women's Glow, uh, Women's at Glow meeting. Ages. That, this is had to be the 80s. I mean, yeah. No, I it's international, Glow. but it's, yeah, oh, well, it? okay. ours was Texas. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they were having an area board meeting, which I was not on the board, but uh, someone invited me. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Martha, my mentor, was the speaker, and that's when I first met her. And she had discerned some things about me, and when I and when I came up for prayer, she was just already, you know, in a flow of helping me, which fascinated me. I'd never experienced that before, and we became fast friends after that. But her beginning to minister to me showed me that it just exposed me to something that I didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. You know, really sitting with somebody and getting in it and praying yeah. it through, and asking the Lord for you know, specifics that help them get past in, or move on, at least, in their process. So she identified some hurts in you right away. Yeah, that she did. You, mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that I hadn't told her. Um, and then she, we just became fast friends. And um, she would say, uh, well, you know, come visit. So I'd visit her. But then I started bringing my friends. And I brought tons of friends, one by one. I would, like, got everybody I knew, basically, like, the woman at the well who goes and tells 10 cities what Jesus did for her. <laughs> it was kind of like that. I mean, I made so many trips to her house with friends. And I sat in on each of those sessions. Mm-hmm. And she just trained me. I mean, everybody is different. But the Holy Spirit pretty much, he's looking for the hurts to, you yeah. know, to heal. And so everybody's different, but it's still him leading. So how do you approach someone? Or do you wait for someone to come to you? How do you make that known? Well... I mean, like in our church now, we're new at our ch- in our church, and, and I'm friends with people on Facebook, and then it, it just seems like if you're consistent with who you are, your own vulnerabilities, and your own, um, I, I love to exhort, I love to encourage other people, mm-hmm. if you're consistent with that, people who are hurting spot that, and know that you're some, maybe they sense that there's a well dug in you yeah. that you can, they can draw from, and so I start getting private messages from people, they say, will you pray for me, will you pray for me, and then I'll just follow that. And usually I'm not beating down a door. Right. You know, but if you just put it out there, people that are hurting, just they just sit, they just find it. Yeah. Yeah. That's and then they'll tell people and I just let it go naturally. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I don't have a business card. For, yeah. Are you hurting? Yeah. <laughs> Call me. I know. Ah. Yeah. Because it can't be forced. It just I let it just work. You know, yeah. let people be ready. Huh? But you do have a business. I do. That's interior design. Right. So tell us about that. I started doing that, oh my gosh. Well, really, to be fair, as a little girl, I always wanted to make our house cute. But we were super poor. And and I've told people that my idea of making the house cute before like someone was coming, what it was making sure there's a doily underneath the candy dish. I mean, that was about it that yeah. we could do. The rest of it was make idea. sure it's clean. You know, yeah. oh yeah, well, it was in the 70s. <laughs> um, <clears throat> especially if your mom crocheted the, the doily. Oh. Um, anyway, so that was just super, super simple, but I had it in me to want to make my home place pretty. And not just because I want to impress. I want you to relax, and I, want, and I have to relax. Yeah. I need it neat for me to relax. 
So I learned that about myself early on. And of course, I got married early. And people would visit. And well, well you can do my place. And it just really evolved naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, helping other people do their homes. And then eventually, I just turned it into a business. But it yeah. took time. I didn't take classes for it. Oh, wow. It was some something I did have to learn. Just because I didn't take formal training doesn't mean that. on the job training. Yeah. And plus, I... I I, I researched a lot. I would look at a picture and say, what do I not like about it? What would I take out if that was me? What would I not have thought of that's in that picture? You know, and challenge myself to dissect a picture mm-hmm. of an interior. And so I, I still do that, to just yeah. stay sharp or, you know, to just yeah. watch for things. Don't you think that usually what we are love to do when we are young, growing up, that's Usually our passion, that's what God's put in us to bring out in us. Yeah. I think so often we take those things and think they're just hobbies. Yeah, and I thought that for a long time. And, and I, ha- I believed the lie that if I did this as a hobby, or if I did this as a business, it would ruin it for me. Mm-hmm. That it would take something I love and turn it into a business would kill it. But I didn't have the right um, voices around me to help me out of that lie. So for a long time I didn't. I just preserved it as my fun hobby because I thought business would kill it. So um, I finally busted out of that lie, and probably I was just hiding behind that with insecurity. You know, just whatever you have to believe to keep yourself, you know, in a safe place that's kind of hidden away. That in itself, I think, is a whole message. <laughs> I know. I, know. I mean, really, like, we, I think we miss our purpose so often because yeah. we think, well, that's just a little piece of me or something that I love doing. Yeah, and usually there's some fear in that little voice that's just afraid to put it out there for uh, critique or for or judgment yeah you know and just so I really feel like I probably needed the time to build my confidence there probably was a jumping off place earlier than I took it um, but I didn't recognize it because I didn't again I didn't have voices around me saying this is your this is your launch time you know what kind of voices did you have um, I don't know be careful I wouldn't go in business right now if I were you you know it's fun to do on the side but if you did it in a business you know it probably wear you out and People don't always pay, and it's just that kind of thing. Yeah. And then my interior voices of, what if I can't get it right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay if I'm doing it for free and I'm playing, I have more grace. But if they're paying me and I can't get it right, you know, that's just insecurity and fear. Yeah. And none of that has ever happened to me, ever. Wow. And I was afraid because I didn't have a degree that it wouldn't, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be accepted. No one has ever asked me that question. Yeah. All they, they've seen what I can do, and they they just want to make sure I'm not going to turn their house into mine. Mm-hmm. Not that they don't like my house, yeah. But they want it to be a reflection of them. Sure. So that's mostly the fear that I run into is theirs, not mine. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's a great segue into what we're actually talking about, which is dreams. Yes. So you, by the time this airs, um, we are getting ready. You're going to be on our July panel. Or gather her, our generational panel. You're one of three. Um, dreams never die. Can't wait. And by the time this airs, we pretty much have not, or we we're inviting people to come mm-hmm. to hear you and meet you in person mm-hmm. and the rest of the panel, um, which is something we've never done before in this podcast. So I think it's kind of cool that people will hear. Yes, we're in the future. We're in the yeah. yes. Yeah, <laughs> we're inviting you come <laughs> here, Marcy. When you hear this podcast, you can actually meet her. But you talk about that a little bit, about your ministry being not just projects, but mm-hmm. people. 
the Holy Spirit spoke that to me when I finally launched full time in 2007, which you gotta imagine, I was in my 50s by then, mm-hmm. or it was just 12 years ago. Wow. So, um, which I love that. But yeah. I think that's so encouraging. Well, I hope it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it was for me too. I mean, because yeah. it's just that there's such a lie, don't let me sidetrack. But there's such a lie in women my age and in a little younger, and there's a window there where the culture wants to say, you're, you're done. Yeah. You know, you, you, oh, my gosh, what have I done in my life? You're already reflecting, like, with the word done. And, uh, man, that is a real, that's a, that's a whole other thing to kick. Um, but I started in my 50s full-time doing this, and really a health problem once forced my launch. You know, and sometimes oh. that kick in the... Yeah, back will be is not what you think it's going to be, and you know some, and I don't know how to explain all that except it's just true. Yeah. Um, sometimes when we don't move, it comes in a negative kind of way, and we still move. Yes. But it's still okay, and you're just like, oh man, I wish I'd heard that inner voice before I got that shout, you know. Yes. But it what matters is like don't get stuck there. What matters is you did, you know. So. Um, I was really sick. They found a, a small tumor on a cranial nerve, and I had some things off in my inner ear, and I couldn't even, if I leaned my head back to brush my teeth, I would land on the floor. Involuntarily, oh. I would just fall. And I was super dizzy. It wasn't vertigo, but it was something off in my ear. Yeah. And so I was walking with a cane oh, in my, my 50s. Gosh. I know. And I'm too young for this. And, oh, yeah. And what, how old do you want to be when you're doing that? You, know, yeah. you don't ever want it. You and really, so yeah. my husband was having to drive me to work because I couldn't turn my head. I was afraid I'd, you know, the doctor was yeah. like, do not, do not drive. And <clears throat> I don't like my husband's driving. He'll hear this, and he knows it because I'm like, i got to be honest. And, and so that was like the worst. It's like, oh, my God, I'm listening to AM radio. Oh. And, 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 and driving, you know, in driving, he, he says, driving is a game of inches. You know, like squeaking around cars. And I'm horrified. And I was like, I, I must be healed. Was this, I can't, this can't be my life, you know, being sheltered around my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I fell a few times at work, just just falling, just flop. Wow. And I, I told them, I'm done. I can't, something's not right. So um, I left and started interior design full time. And God spoke to me and said, it's people, not projects. Mm-hmm. And it's such, it was very short and very profound to me. To not, I don't take every project that comes along, mm-hmm. and I don't even consider what it's going to bring in for income. I really look for a sense with the person because if I can't work with them, it yeah. will not work. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll shut down my creativity because of strife or something mm-hmm. like that. So, anyway, but it's people, not projects. He's seeking hearts, and to be invited in somebody's home or something that is so personal. Yeah. And so a couple of times I've missed it and taken a job that I wasn't supposed to and it didn't go well Yeah. for one reason or another. Usually I'm the one that says, you know what? I think, I don't think I'm your fit. I really try to be and I, I need to, you know, I hope you'll gracefully allow me to back off. Yeah. You know, it was just, I missed it. Yeah, and how has that gone when you said that? Okay. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, people, people want the right person and we like each other okay. It wasn't anything bad. But it was like, I just couldn't get it. And I knew I knew it wasn't right, and it's not anything bad about anybody. Yeah. It's just a fit. Yeah. It's like when you date somebody, you go, well, I like you, but I, we're not. Me, not yeah. It's not a thing, and we can walk away, and you know, nobody feels bad. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't know. It's just yeah. So you started this business twelve years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're in your fifties. Yeah. So what do you say to that woman that's listening, or anyone that feels like, I mean, I'm in my forties, mm-hmm. and I feel like there's times that I I or I am in the midst of starting things new and mm-hmm. wish I would have started so a long time ago. <laughs> so what do you and feel like sometimes I'm behind the gun? Mm. So what do you say to that woman who's like, I think I already missed it? You know, I I really felt that a lot of times myself, you know, because I thought, well, I'm starting at this age where I don't have the most stamina that I've had, or or maybe someone younger won't hire me to do their house because they think I'm not going to be in touch with, oh. with younger things or newer trends, you know, whatever. So there, a lot of that was just bad self-talk. Um, but I really feel like the principle of a seed falls into the ground and dies, then bears fruit. And sometimes, um, I don't know if this is answering <clears throat> what you're thinking, but sometimes we we carry something and then we kind of we kind of cover it up for a while and it's okay because you own it. And mm-hmm. but you know I can't quote the scripture, but there's just a process of sometimes something just goes under and dies and is. You have to trust when it's going to come up through the earth. Mm-hmm. I don't beat myself up about, I should have started this then, or where would I be if I started that now? I just consider some of those seeds are in different stages of germinating. That's really it has to be okay. You have to be okay with yeah. it, or you'll be crazy. Oh. You know, yes. it's okay. You're, you're not behind. You know, it's just because we don't realize how much productivity or how long the productivity of our life is. You think, oh, our major production years are these years, you know, mm-hmm. and that's just not true. I that, mean, that's it's just not. That's just for me to hear, because you know, I, I struggle with that, yeah. you know, and so I um, feel like we need to hear that more and more from women. Just let a seed have its moment, yeah. is I guess what I'm trying to say. It's like, the seed I had as a little girl, you know, with the doilies and stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like that was a seed in me, and it took time for it to come up in its moment. And, that, and you have to just have peace with that. Yeah. Otherwise, I feel like those other pressures and the voices that, like, the, the nag, like you said, yeah. uh, that's culture talk. That's not kingdom talk. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that is so good. You mentioned in your notes, so I've got your notes for it, that you're <laughs> going to speak on. So we're yeah. going to touch on that a little bit. But you talk about the Dreamweaver. And I mm-hmm. that stood out to me because I, there's this book that I absolutely love called The Dream Giver. Mm. Um, I think it's Bruce Wilkerson, I can't remember, but it's kind of the same concept. But um, we talk a lot about dreams uh, for creative women. It's one of our main principles. We mm-hmm. only have six, mm-hmm. and we really believe that everyone has a dream and they're God-given, mm-hmm. and we can't ignore them. And mm-hmm. so, um, and that's what you're speaking on next month, you and the, the other two ladies, is about dreams, and dreams mm-hmm. never die. And so tell us about what that means about the dream weaver and how that's worked in your life? That is definitely something that, <clears throat> a perspective that time has given me. And um, I, I've been through so many things that looked like they died. Mm. Like, I wasn't able to have children because I went through menopause when I was 19. It was insane. I, I, want, I, I want to come back to that because okay. that, I think, is... I won't camp out on any of these points, but I'll just want to give you some... Yes. Point. And... and, and too, all these different things I'm about to say, it's like the world will put a tombstone there. 
you know, like, okay, couldn't have children, dad died, right? And then um, I, my parents says, you, we're poor, you will never go to college, okay? Dad's fine, you know, limit. And then um, married for a while, we had great missionary experiences in different parts of the world. Then that marriage ended, and like, it was a series of tombstones if I let the world tell my story. But I've been a person of faith since I was a little girl. I met him in the garden when I was a kid. We had a big garden. Um, and he, he has shown me, and sometimes you have to go look back, you know, that some people say life didn't have a rearview mirror, but I think it does. It has to. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you don't drive through it. You have also a windshield, yes. but you have to have it to be safe. And I, but as I look back, um, I don't have a series of tombstones, I, and I see him weaving. And, um, I, and I know people talk about life's a tapestry. You know, you turn it over, and then you can see what it looks like. But really, my life it, um, is a stained glass window. It's, it's just a, a bunch of broken pieces, sure, but they're not broken pieces. They're shapes that are shaped intentionally to come together to be a picture, and when it's nice when the light comes through it. You know, a stained glass window that you put in a dark room is kind of not useful. But all those things he made shapes out of, they weren't tombstones. They were something that was going to let light through later. Um, But I have to tell you, I mean, going through a divorce, I felt like a statistic. You know, just different things like that, because the world will minimize minimize and put death on all these things when the dream weaver is a good. I believe God is good. Yes. And um, some things we can um, um, manage or influence, but we do not have control over a lot of things. And I knew what some of my dreams were, but I did not have the inside track on what the process was. And so, um, if you if you get rigid about what you believe the process is, I think you end up disillusioned, defeated, angry, frustrated. You have to be so flexible, and because you don't know. Wow, I didn't know I was going to go that way. And then you have to be okay with it. Yeah. Um, so I just I really feel the big dream in life is to know God, and. Um, through our processes, I really feel like I know he wants my business to be a success and he wants my marriage to be a success. But the processes of going through those things are what do I learn about him? You know, he is he is the promise. You know, and we're in a test tube. It's like, you know, to learn about him. And all these things are what do you, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is all those things are important. But if you get to the end of it and you didn't know him, yeah. You gained the whole world and lost your soul. You know that sort of concept. Mm-hmm. So I want to so I want to know him. In the end, I believe he is our he is the reward. Yes. He is the promise, not my not my great business, and not my trophy marriage or whatever. Yeah, you know, whatever that is. All of that's to help me know him. So. Yeah. So you talked about tombstones, and that yeah, it brings me back because I, I back to your having menopause at nineteen. Yeah. And I think... That was rough. That was rough. <laughs> Menopause is rough at any age, I'll just say, but... So you went through even the physical... Yes. Total shutdown at 19. And I was newly married. 
So it was absolutely a horror show. I mean, you're <laughs> you're a newlywed, yeah. and yet uh, my body just crashed down, shut down. And in the 70s, it was like uh, mid-70s, they didn't know what to do with me. And um, so uh, I didn't have the, like a, a woman in menopause in her 60s or 70s is not desiring to have children. Right. It's gone because the hormones have changed and she is now in this time of life. Well, I had that then. And I didn't really have a desire for children because I didn't have the hormone makeup that went with that. I had the cultural understanding that I was of the age and now married, therefore I should have children, but I couldn't feel it. Did you feel it before? I mean, before you were 17 to 18. I didn't feel it when I was 17 and 18. I kind of <laughs> say no. Yeah. You know, I just kind of figured it, maybe it's out there, but it never yeah. really... I didn't have I, some people thing. just, I mean, I think they knew they were going to be a mommy when they first had their little baby doll. Yeah. You know, I just adore that. I mean, it's, that's precious. So I wasn't in a torment of, oh. you know, of, uh, you know, that rocking yes. and hoping, dying thing. You know, what was hard what, uh, about it was what my body had to go through and what my marriage had to go through. Because we were too young to, like, even talk about it, right? Well, that was where, I, that's kind of where I was going it, is, you know, at at our age, when you go through something, there's you have a little bit of maturity to process things. But at 19, oh. you don't have the maturity level to process grief. No. Or huge life change like that. No. And so I guess what I, if what could you, what would you wish you knew then that you know now to help you? Because mm. I know that there's a lot of women, young girls that they're dreams are dying or seem like they're got a tombstone, mm-hmm. whether it's not able to have children mm-hmm. or they're at that marrying age and it's still single mm-hmm. or there miscarriages. Could be miscarriages. There's yes. a plethora of things that can happen yeah. at any age, but specifically that young age. What would, did you, what do you wish you knew then that you know now that you could help them with? Um, I really, I didn't have anybody to talk to. That's just the truth. I mean, my mom didn't. Nobody around me related. You know, that was just peculiar. And um, no one else in my entire family line had an inability to have children. Everybody else had children. Genealogically, I was bizarre. So I really felt like the loneliness of that um, period. Yeah. You know, there were people in my life, but I didn't have any understanding. It would have been great to have had an understanding for, or someone who knew how to listen. Most of my friends were my age. They had more maturity than I did. Yeah. You know, and my mom, all she knew, she wanted me to have kids. Mm-hmm. No. So she was losing a dream, too. Yeah, sure. And she was very sweet about it. She never really heavily pressured me, but she made it would make it known, too. And I, I felt like I was disappointing other people. Yeah, that, or something you could not but, control. Yeah, that I was kind of getting okay with. I did have a period of time where I really, I was, you know, in every prayer line and all that, you know, but mm-hmm. I just wore out with it. Yeah. I was just like, this is so not... What, what, if you want, so what would you tell them to go search someone that's in their same situation, search for someone older, surround themselves, or what, what would you have done differently? Well... I think now, with resources available, you can find either some good books or support groups or friendships, groups through churches, 
I don't know. There's so much now. In the 70s, we didn't have internet, cell phones. I mean, we yeah. was like a dead end. If you didn't just know that person already, oh. organically, you weren't going to find them. Yeah. There wasn't any networking. You know, yeah. so it was a different time. Sure. So now I would say, yeah, go dig. You know, don't stay in your head. Mm-hmm. You know, find somebody, and if that person doesn't understand, ask it. Get on a hunt to find somebody yeah. who understands. Just don't be alone. Yeah, and don't expect your husband to have all the understanding. Cause my husband had to be everything. God help him. Yeah. You know, I mean, we couldn't, but we couldn't even put it into terms because medical science couldn't even settle. Wow. You know, couldn't even fix me. You know, put a number or whatever yeah. a name on it. So it was just now. To go through uh, something like that, I feel like I would have searched for somebody who could understand me and tell me, you know what, it's okay if you don't have kids. It's not going to make you broken, weird, socially unacceptable, lesser to God, a disappointment to your husband. I didn't have any of those assurances because, man, the performance thing is big time in in culture. And that, something as as personal as having children is is part of that in our culture. Yeah. It's like, it's got to be okay. Yes. You have to be okay. I saw, I had a little vision one time of, of looking back in my life, and what I saw was um, a, a bunch of chairs. It was like a, a pile of something and a chair on it, and a pile of something and a chair on it, instead of tombstones. And, and I just asked him, why are all these chairs? He said, each one of those are a place of rest. Just rest. It's just, you know, dream weaving, doing the story. Was never meant to be a place of, of death. You know, it's just a rest, just resting me with it. So, um, yeah, I you when you can dissect your life and just make yourself miserable and think, yeah. you know, come up with some bad conclusions. But, but your life did end there. You no. went, you I mean obviously. <laughs> yeah. You've had an amazing, an amazing life. Yeah, and life. had so many adventures yeah. and have gotten to fulfill so many dreams. I mean, you've even said. That the things that you've gotten to do in your life is crazy. Yeah. So you've been able to go past the pain, right? And not even settle on it, right? And do so much. Yeah. And so you talk about the dreams that you've had versus Mm -hmm. daydreams, and Mm -hmm. and I just want you to share about that because I think that is so (laughs) interesting when we talk about dreams. Mm -hmm. What is what is the difference between a God-sized dream? what you're saying, I call a you dream or a daydream. Hey friends, I want to take a minute to invite you to be a part of Creative Woman as a volunteer, sponsor, or monthly donor. Everything we do around here is supported by amazing women and businesses who help us with a mission to equip and empower women to be who they are created to be inside and out. You know, we truly believe that as you change a woman's life, she then changes the world around her. And because of you and our generous sponsors, we are able to empower women through gatherings, resources, and relationships. So if you are a writer, editor, or would like to be a part of the Gather Her team, or maybe a sponsor for one of our events, visit us on creativewoman.net to join the movement. All right, that's all for now. Back to our show with Marcy and more Girl Talk. I would date, we've all daydreamed. Yeah. You know, where you just let your mind wander and you get go into some silly place, but that's not something that you rest your mind on and set, you know, set a goal to. You know, mm-hmm. um, I can, um, I, I just feel like daydreams are like fetal thinking. They're nice. It's kind of nice to just turn the turn the motor off for a minute and uh-huh. let you just, you know, kind of just daydream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fun, but it doesn't get you where you need to go. Right. <laughs> it's just a pause. <laughs> so. 
Um, but a, a real dream, I feel like, stays stays within you and grows to be a passion. Mm-hmm. It starts it starts gaining some momentum in you. It starts becoming more and more of your thoughts, and it starts it starts when it grows. It starts just claiming more and more ground inside of you, don't you think? Don't you think? Oh yeah. Yeah. So I think so a daydream will pass. Yeah. It's like a wish. You blow on the flower and it's gone. You know. But yes. a real dream, a real uh, God seed, will will just stay and start growing and persist. Mm-hmm. And it's really good to have friends around you who start noticing it because they can notice things about you that you won't notice about yourself or you're afraid mm-hmm. to admit. So yeah. So you talk about real, real dreams turn into vision and grow feet, and there's some ways of knowing how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. You have three ways to deal with how to deal with dream pressures, mm-hmm. dream vendors, your circumstances, and knowing a dream originator. And so I want to touch just slightly, because I don't want to give away your whole, <laughs> but I do want, because our listeners are in Austin and beyond. Mm-hmm. So I just want to touch on those, and because I know we have a lot of people that are in the midst of their dream, they're running in their race well, mm-hmm. they're in between, then there's some that are in between, mm-hmm. and then some that don't even realize. Yeah. You know, and both are all different. Mm-hmm. And so let's talk about those dream crushers. Yeah, a dream crusher, my parents loved me, mm-hmm. but they weren't dreamers. And when you're when you are a dreamer and you're not raised by dreamers, you might not know how to nurture your own dream. I mean, you know, they need nurturing. And so um, I heard a lot of can't, can't, couldn't, shouldn't, won't ever. That's not yes. what you are. You know, that Practical doesn't advice. look like you. You know, it was all just the yeah. the limits, but yeah. never the the um, exhortation of how to push. You yeah. Know? And so, I I think I know who dream crushers are. Dream crushers? Can you say that? Yeah. I know who they are around me now. It's easy to spot. Um, but first, I had to identify the ones within myself because I you believe your parents. Sure. You know, and then you start your own self narrative um, about what you think you can and can't do. But again, I think that's where um, feeding yourself in the scripture and the word and fellowship with other pe- people who are who are God thinkers, mm-hmm. and not this crushing stuff, because um, it's amazing when you talk to somebody who just doesn't think they can, and you talk with them for just long enough, and you see their seed sprout, yeah. and they can, and then it's so fragile for a little while, and you know, oh, I hope a crusher doesn't come along, yeah. you know, and just step on that, thinking it, not knowing it's a flower. So what do you do like, if a crusher is around you? Mm-hmm. And I love that you talked about Joseph, how he didn't have a maturity mm-hmm. to keep his mouth shut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I love that about Joseph. Well, his, his brothers were older. We won't go too far into it, but yeah. his brothers were older, and he trusted because they were older that they were mature. Uh-huh. And so he tells them his stuff. Yeah. And they're, just because they were older didn't mean they were mature. They weren't. They were full of jealousy and whatever, and that's got a lot of reasons for that. But if you, if you have a dream and you around people who are crushers, you know it because you come home feeling sad about yourself. Mm-hmm. You feel bad. Like, oh, like since you lost something after that conversation. And then you start learning. Uh, well, uh, what happened to me is I stopped sharing with certain people. And until I got other people around, I wasn't sharing at all. And that's the part where you can go into a danger zone. Mm-hmm. You can you can let it, it'll, it can die, not die, but it can go dormant for a while. Yeah. And, um, You've got to find people who will feed you. But 
I found that even if you don't, God is faithful to come and water and just seek Him and put it in there. I'm like, it's your seed. I didn't make myself. Yeah. You put this in me, and you will water it. You will cause it to grow. And because uh, people aren't always our answer, but they they can be part of it. Yeah. But if they're part of the problem, then yeah. you just have to recognize that. Who am I sharing it with? And it's not like you have to go say you're a dream crusher. No, 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 I've never said that to anyone. It's like, oh. Yeah, I'm just not going to share with you okay. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I like, I'm a dream nurturer. I love it when somebody tells me what they're doing. I like to exhort and go, oh, my gosh, that's going to be so good. You know, go, do, do. And, but when it doesn't come back to you, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. You touch on a little bit on having a vision. And you quoted a scripture that I love, which is where there is no vision that people perish. Yeah. And that goes hand in hand with dreams. I, dreams are a vision yeah. of what's to come. Yeah. So. So right. Yeah. Um, and nothing is more clear about that than finally coming across somebody whose dreams have died mm-hmm. or, or where they've lost touch with it or lost vision. And um, can I just tell a story real quick? Yes, Someone oh, I just was around who had just had those dark eyes, you know, just the grief of life. And um, she called me and said that, you know, she's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Her husband had died, and her house needed a lot of work. And she's like, I just, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I'm like, well, I'll come help you. I mean, we're talking about construction kind of work. Not what oh. I particularly do, but I'm like, we can figure it out. Yeah. We can do it. Yeah. I mean, how hard can it be? You've got a YouTube. And I'm like, I'm not minimizing <laughs> people who are professionals at this. Believe me, I have greater respect for you now than ever, ever, ever. Yeah. Um, but, but you were to, say, to encourage her, her yes. I was saying, anybody could do it. Of course, when I'm driving there, I'm thinking, what did I, what am I thinking? <laughs> oh, I'm driving there. But anyway, but I get there, and uh, curtains are closed. It's so dark in her room, in, you know, in her house. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't realize how bad shape she was in. I didn't realize how, how deep that cry was when she just called and said, you know, my house is not repair. She thought she was beyond repair. And she was planning to take her life in a couple of days. And so I was thankful for the, the urgency to go yes. and just come into it, you know, in my toolbox and stuff. And, um, she, and so I realized it was never about her house. It was about her. Mm-hmm. And, she, and she just came alive. We laughed so hard when we were doing those repairs. Oh, yeah, we fall through the floor. We were laughing. We were scraped up. And we just yeah. didn't care. We laughed so hard. And the joy broke her open. Mm. And she's, I said, you're, you're really free from all that. She goes, oh, yeah, I'm completely different. Just, and I didn't pray with her because it, God didn't do it that way. Sometimes we're religious yeah. and we think this is yeah. what it looks like. Joy broke her open. And we had the best week, and she's completely alive. It's like over a year ago now, wow. and she's so alive. But I saw what dream, that let the light go out yeah. looked like, and now it's back on. And I don't even know if I'm answering your question. No, it but is. But it's like you, yeah. It's, I always think, I think when people read She that, had no vision, and she was perishing. Yes. But the vision was still there. It was just the light had gone out of it. And you just need somebody who, because we're not just wanting to um, realize our dreams. We want to help other people fulfill theirs. Right. So, I'm like I said, it would be a dream fulfiller. So going to help her with her house got her going again on her goals and dreams that had nothing to do about the house, 
do with the house. You know, it's mm-hmm. not not the nail. You've seen the videos yes. like it's not the, about the nail. Um, again, it's people, not projects. It's mm-hmm. like, and people were saying, you don't know how to go and do those home repairs. I'm like, I don't know. We'll figure, yeah, it, out. figure it out. If I make a hole in the floor, I'll cut a board and put it there. You know, I'm like, I can feel, I can do this. <laughs> like you said, you two was can like, do and, and it was like, what? <laughs> in this day and age. But it was about her. The light, the light had gone out, and and I love how y'all were saying dreams, dreams don't die. It's true, mm-hmm. but they can get so dim yes. that you think it's gone. And I think that's what that scripture means to me. Mm-hmm. Where there's no vision, that people perish. Doesn't necessarily always mean physical death, right? But emotionally, spiritually, there are a lot of ways to die. You are just not Lots there. Yeah. And we die in stages anyway. Mm. You know, when you're starting to give up on something, it's like. She, and you start believing, okay, well, that didn't work, that didn't work. And then you, the self-defeat or other voices or whatever. You know, yeah. we let so much stuff in. And we have to just take the garbage out every once in a while. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, when the, yes. when the light gets so dim, you know, Jesus says that um, a smoldering wick, I will not extinguish. You know, he just doesn't put up mm-hmm. it, but still a glimmer there of, yeah. of fire and heat, you know. And so sometimes dreams get down that low. You think it's dead, but it's not. Yeah. You need a dream fulfiller to come along yes. and you do. We get, are. get outside of themselves to come help you get your mm-hmm. stuff going. I agree. Yeah. We all need dream watcher friends as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So you talk about that there are dreams the daytime, there are dreams of the night. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? You know what? I think they're the same. Yeah. You know, like uh, when I'm asleep, you know, I have a dream and I get up and I call it a dream. But sometimes during the day, I'll, I'll get a, like a God idea and download. If I was asleep, I would have told you that was a dream. But I'm awake, and I was like, it's a, it's a day. It's a day dream, yeah. but not what we were talking about earlier, not yeah. daydreaming. But, I mean, he just, whether, he, whether it comes to us in the day or comes to us in the night, it's still a dream. It's still something from the heart of God into our heart yeah. that, that now we steward. and say, well, wow, Lord, you know, what, what is this? What's my, next, what's my next step? Is the thing you know, and they you know, and Habakkuk says, write that vision down clearly. Do you know me? <laughs> write it down, make it plain, <laughs> and I can write it down. But that it's usually like the vision, you know, like something you're seeing with binoculars. It's way out there. But I need to. I, you can't walk with binoculars. Like you'll bump into stuff. You make a mess of it. You got to put those down and ask for the next step. So the next step is. Is, and it may not be wild, and it's, but it's the start. You know, nobody makes fun of a baby taking a first step. So I, I love that. I love the process of it. And because he shows you the vision, you're like, oh, God gave me a thing. We're usually just so happy he talked to us. I don't know why we're so surprised, but it's just such a blessing. Mm-hmm. And then the next, it's really an invitation to keep talking to him because he's the surprise. It's not the vision, it's him. But it's almost like a little stairway he builds to himself from your heart to his. Here's the vision. Walk. Come, 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 come. You know, it's just, I love it. So, are you good? I am so excited. That's why I used to be freaking out over here. And trying, what you're saying. What I'm seeing is you all locked up going, what? I'm trying not to like, yes, mm-hmm. so that you can finish your thoughts. Because what you're saying is exactly, you're ministering to me. Because good. that whole Habakkuk 2-3, you can ask yeah. anyone I know. It, I'm sure the team, our CW team that's listening, they're like, oh, my God. She, told her. Tell she her must her have told her that. that. It's framed in my office. Oh, it's just so it's, good, I use though. it all the time. Yeah. And now we're writing a business plan. Yeah, for it. And, so, and I feel so like the Lord has showed me, 
Yeah, writing it down yeah. is not just journaling. Yeah, no. It's mm-hmm. practically writing it down mm-hmm. the next steps and I and going through the process. Well, the thing is, a God drop a d- dream in your heart. If you don't keep going back to Him about what's my next step, yeah. it's like somebody just called you with a good idea and you hung up on them. It's just an invitation to a conversation. You keep talking to God, keep talking to God, and He keeps unfolding it and bringing people until we get there. But it's it's like I said earlier, it's really getting to know Him. He is the prize. But He gives us a little project to do it. It's like Here's your little how-to project to get to know me. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Here's your little vision. Now you ask me the next step, and in the end, you know God better. You know, wow. and that's if we do it quote perfectly. But what He knows, the Dreamweaver knows, is that you're not. Mm-hmm. But that even that is not a tombstone. He's just gonna put a little chair there and say, "Okay, just rest on that. It's okay. <laughs> you didn't miss anything. I'm good. Yeah. He's good. No." Mm-hmm. That makes it okay. I, wow. Yeah. That is so good. He's, he wants, you know, it's bait. A dream is a bait. <laughs> Come on. No. Keep asking me. Keep asking me. It's all about him. Yeah. I love that. Really I love that. Okay. I, 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 I could talk about this all the time. <laughs> I, so I, this is so your calling. This is so my jam, this <laughs> conversation right here. So much. And so um, I, I can't even hardly form my words because, and like it was so cool is that, like we said, we didn't know each other. Yeah. But you are my person. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Fine Hi, to meet you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Where have you been? Where have you been? I could have used you when I was 19. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, before we get to the end, I just want to wrap up a little bit about from your notes because, you know, I can't wait because I know you have so much in you and I can't wait to see all three of you in the panel together. I think it's just going to be explosive. I can't wait to hear what the other ladies have to say. I know, and I know you're going to have a line out the kazoo (laughs) of people wanting to ask you questions and I just am so glad that I get to ask those questions. And so I just, a few more things I want to talk about. You talk about being able to dream is the difference between living mm-hmm. and surviving. Mm-hmm. That? Yeah. Wow. If you don't have a dream, you're, sur- you're surviving. So if you just feel like you're surviving, I would say you need to look back and see what little seed is in you that needs some water. It's not dead. It's just gone dim. It's just buried. It's okay. Because you have to be a seed and die and then grow. Mm-hmm. You know, the seed dies. But if, you, if you're feeling like you're surviving, you need to pick up, pick up, find out where you dropped it. And it's okay. What else I was say? There's just no condemnation about, oh, I've blown it, all that lost time. It's too late. That is all lies. Just look back. I mean, you would never say that to your kids. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, God is so gentle and so good, and he's weaving this anyway, not you. So I'll just say, if you really feel like you're just surviving, just let God breathe on it again. There's something. There's He doesn't leave anybody without something. Yeah. There's something you can go back. And it was just like that lady calling me when I went there. She was gone. She had slipped into survival. And you know she's gotten those stages of death. You know, I'm like Mm-mm, no, yeah. you're just dim. Not the way to live. They're just dim. Yeah. But um, yeah, I would say. If you feel like you're surviving, 
and you may need some help from other people to help you realize what your dream was. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. You're you're the man people let down on the pallet in front of Jesus. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't get in there yourself. Yeah, I love how you you wrote down that there was a study because it ties mm-hmm. in so beautifully with what you're saying. That if you could live your life over again, what would you do do differently? And there were three main responses that people gave. And these were people over 95 years old. First of all, they had to find 20 people that were over 95 years old. I want to be one of those people. I'm like, I'm that lady. I'm that lady. Yes. That's my Their answers are so interesting. Yes. Go ahead. I would, I would love for you to share. Okay, let me I think it's tied to the I, Yeah, I found the study myself because I was looking going, okay, well, what is that? So I think this is and, where if people are surviving, yeah. they need to know yeah. this. Yeah. Well, And to learn for the perspective of those who are 95. Yeah. God bless. Yeah. Um, most of the answers were, if I had it to do all over again, I would reflect more. God, I think that's massive. Because that review mirror? It is. And just stop and think about dreams. This has been such a great opportunity for you to look back and go, oh, this is good. Um, if I had it to do all over again, I would risk more. Oh, yes. That's killing the voice of fear. Mm. That's killing the voice of fear. Risk, yes. it's all about. Yeah. Um, and the last one is so exciting to me. If I had it to do over again, I would do more things that would live on after I'm dead. That's beautiful. Because that's some of what, you know, moving on into your legacy stage, mm-hmm. because you're always building legacy, mm-hmm. you know. But um, but to be in the stage of life that I am now, I'm by no means planning to leave. I'm not yeah. saying that. But later in life, um, I feel like you start thinking about um, legacy, um, fruit that endures, Something that's, that's that other people have caught the vision, yeah. And it doesn't just stop with you, you know. Like oh, that's what I'm interested in now. What what am I building this kingdom? So what do you think you're building? Is that your next big <laughs> dream? <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, I never thought I would live on a ranch. I mean, I, I would grow up on a little farm, and I was like, never, never, never. You know that yeah. word that just always comes back and goes, what? Yes. That's so funny. It's like heaven's joke. <laughs> yeah, you said never. Yeah, I know. You said never. Ha, ha, ha. And um, so we have this little ranch, and um, uh, it's a it's just a vision that came to us, and it's still unfolding. We don't really know all of it yet, mm-hmm. but um, I, my in my heart right away is for us to get some cottages out there for people who are just tired. And they don't need to take a long, long, long trip or take, spend a lot of money, but just come out there and rest. It's such yeah. a restful place. There's peace of God is really on this property. And um, to rest, refresh, you know, let that. us serve you, let us leave you alone. What do you want? You know, you need it. You know, unplug. Yes. You know, I'll keep your cell phone. If one of your important people calls, I'll let you know. Otherwise, mm-hmm. chill. I got you. Yeah. You know, uh, so, but we, uh, we want to have a place of rest. We'll probably have some events out there too. Because is it in Dripping Springs? No, it's in Caldwell. Oh, Caldwell. Caldwell, yeah. yeah. Close is, enough for me, I'll you know, go. Close to Blue and Lexington, other places <laughs> no one's heard of. But um, yeah, we love it. We love it out there. It's amazing. Yeah. So at the end of every podcast, we ask three questions. And the mm-hmm. first is, what is your next God's Eyes dream? I think you just answered that. Yeah. I, and I think it just goes back to that testament that dreams never die. No. You keep getting new dreams. I know. You never stop dreaming. You never stop I mean, dreaming. It's just like in the natural when you go to sleep. You don't yeah. ever stop dreaming. Mm. So just, you know, you're going to dream. Let yeah. old men dream dreams and young men see visions. Yes. Old men are going to have dreams. So, no, dreams don't stop. Dreams never, never, never stop. Because it's that. life, yeah. Okay. 
So since we are an organization that totally believes in fashion and faith. <laughs> I think it's adorable. So adorable. It's the whole woman, right? Well, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Um, what is the one piece or two fashion piece or trend that you will not leave the house without? If you were on a deserted island, you have to have these pieces. <laughs> That's so cute. And I have to say, it's, it's not the pieces, but I have to have my makeup on. I literally, I mean, it's for public service. There are, <laughs> and, there are innocent people out there, and they do not need that trauma. So I'm going to put on the makeup, and I might be the only lady in Caldwell Walmart with makeup on, but it's going to be there. Uh, but I also, I just, I, I just want to, I guess I want to present well. Mm-hmm. And I probably do overkill sometimes. I may be that lady that's overdressed at things, but I've always loved to dress up. Yeah. It's the little girl stuff. Mm-hmm. And fashion is fun. It's fun. And we, yeah. We're talking about it right now, like we're in the month of fashion. Uh, and and we just, well, by the time this airs, it might be, who knows. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it's and that's what we talk about, it's a reflection of who you are. It is. It's, that's all it is. And you know, there's, uh, it's, a, it's a conversation starter too. Mm-hmm. Someone will say, I love your jewelry. And I'll say, thank you. I like yours, too. Where'd you get that? And you just, it's a conversation starter. We're girls, aren't we? We are. But like, you know, <laughs> she would have even stopped and said anything to me if I was yeah. in my T-shirt and, like, my pajama pants. That's right. I don't go to well, Walmart. Not that very nice. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's a conversation starter. Yeah. Okay. Thank That's you. great. Yeah. yeah. I love that. So your makeup. I've got to have that. Yeah. And you're, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Public service. <laughs> this is your PSA for the day. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. I knew this was just audio, but uh, made up. Yeah. You look great. Okay, last question before we go. Mm. We are created woman. Mm-hmm. Answer this statement. I was created to be creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I know some people who are not creative. They're the ones that hire me to do their home. But I marvel at them and how they're such a nurturer, or how they're just like um, they're, they're entrepreneurs and they're in a field. You know, they do many other things. But and then they'll say, "Well, how did you get inside my head and make that? Yeah. That's just what I wanted. I didn't even know it." But I, I pray and ask God for insight in that person and help me create something based on what they've told me and what I don't know. And you know, mm-hmm. but I'm I was created to create. Yeah, I love to paint. I love to. I love fashion. Yeah, that's why you're a child. I yeah, I know. I love <laughs> I love to create. I know. I do. Well, thank you so much for the show. This is great. How much fun! It was so thank fun. you so much. I can't stop grinning now. I know. I'm like, can they see my grin? They you're can't. gonna stay for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll turn this off and get into some other things. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> thank you. Hey, thanks for joining us today. And if you want to chat more, we would love to meet you face to face. Every month in Austin, Texas, we host a free event called Gather Her, and you're invited. It's a night where faith, fashion, fun, and friends collide. If you don't live in Austin or just love to read, join our online community where you'll find weekly devotionals and resources you can take with you everywhere. A very special thanks to our CW friends who support this podcast and all of our programs through monthly donations. It's because of your generosity, women around the world are being equipped and empowered to be who they are created to be. 
For all of this and more, visit createdwoman.net and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. I'm Heather Frierson, and you're listening to Girl Talk from Created Woman.